0: Tonight. On the Midnight Train podcast, we talk about a school for gifted youngsters. There is a bald guy in a wheelchair that teaches them how to live with the gifts they have been given. Just kidding. Tonight we discuss the Dozier School for Boys. Warning. Listener discretion is advised. We say things like, Merry Christmas, if that offends you. Fuck off. All aboard. Or should I say, Happy Holidays and or Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Kwanzaa, anything you celebrate out there. Welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? Well, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and I feel like I need one of these. It's Christmas. I'm going to give myself that. And of course, with me as always is the one and only Mr. Jeff Butchko. How are you, buddy? Oh, happy Chanukah. <laughs> happy, what is it? Hawanza Kanza,
1: whatever. Why? Here's a question. Happy holidays. Whatever. I'm not Jewish, and I'm sure that we have some Jewish listeners. Yeah. Why is there eight nights or days of Hanukkah? Like, is one not good enough?
0: Is you that know, bad for me to say? It's got to have something to do with the um, the their religion. And the whatnot. menorah, I, I assume, the candle. Yeah,
1: I would assume. I don't know. I don't know enough about. Uh, I don't know
0: enough about it either. I'm the just Jewish
1: curious. I'm, I'm thinking like I want to convert because I want eight nights of Christmas or days.
0: But so I, I, I've I've grown up with uh, some Jewish friends and whatnot, and they say that so you get like uh, a gift every day. Yeah. Um, but I hear they're, they're like really shitty gifts, oh, it's like, like five five below or Dollar General. <laughs> like, here's a pair of socks yeah. for this day, and then oh, here's, here's you know what I mean, something cheap. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it could be awesome. It could be getting like a freaking Nintendo Switch one day, and you know. Now, now we're talking. Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah. like two hundred dollar
1: minimum per day. I'm thinking. I don't think that's how that works. Well, we should start a
0: new one. A new one? Yeah, we'll call it Zonica. But I'm afraid who's going to celebrate that because who's I'm not buying $200 we'll start gifts our every day. Why not? Our listeners have to buy us
1: there we go. $200 gifts every day. It's like an advent calendar with awesome stuff in right. it. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah. I think that'll work. Um, unfortunately, as you can tell over here, Jeff, we're missing a certain person. Um, <laughs> and because he's not sitting here, he gets this. Mr. Moody is know, not with us today. I know
1: why he's not here. Why? I have some inside information. Oh, Are you, you ready for this? Oh,
0: please tell. Please okay. tell. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs>
1: okay. So, there was a crisis at the Moody household. Okay. And it happened to be today. Okay. One of the dogs. Okay. Jumped up. Okay. And grabbed Elf off the shelf and ripped it to shreds. You're like, being serious. Completely in the shreds. You're being so, serious. So... Moody had to go out, get a costume, and now he's sitting on his shelf <laughs> with the costume, not moving. That's why he couldn't show up. He can't move. He's Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> and the kids haven't figured it out yet. They think it's the real Elf on the Shelf. So that's what he's doing. That's why he's busy.
0: So, so, so instead of Elf on the Shelf, Moody it's like on the Shelf. Moody on the Shelf? Yeah. It doesn't really rhyme. It's a good t-shirt, by the way. We should it's probably get that going. Moody on the i don't know i got nothing tootie
1: the it's moody on the tootie on his butt it's moody on the tootie <laughs> so he is not
0: here today so yeah he, he's apparently dealing with a crisis right now he's acting like an elf on the shelf right now that's right and his uh his kids just uh didn't realize huh
1: they haven't figured it out yet that's I mean, homeschooling they for you? keep asking what I'm just where's kidding. The, where's the drum roll? That's
0: beautiful. <laughs> ah, I, gotta there, the no, I got to get the drum I got it. Oh, yeah, you got it? Ah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, that's something like that. So you beautiful bunch of dark <laughs> passengers know that we're just a couple of musicians and assholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious. We want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to us at this very moment your reviews and support really do make all of the hard work worthwhile. And it is a lot of work. So if people out there listening right now, you're like, Oh, it's going to be easy. Yeah. It's really not. No. And speaking <laughs> of support, I like
1: everybody to take a chance and go listen to the sisters, the sister skeleton sister skeleton. Ske- I got to
0: stop calling them skeleton. skeleton. Yeah, I know I do that all the time. Do. I apologize for it. It's the sister skeleton. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they're there. Their Christmas episode just, just released. It's really good.
1: And by the way, gals, I'm going to call them gals, gals, like ladies, Gals. pals, ladies. Okay. okay. Gals, if you're listening, which I'm sure you will be, hopefully, you need to do the Walmart segment that you talked about in your episode. Ooh, that is fucking gold. Yeah. So they're talking about doing a Stories of Walmart segment every episode. That's amazing. Yeah. Like
0: that alone right there, that could be its own podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's brilliant
1: and you guys need to do that so that's my suggestion
0: that's awesome and uh also I I I was a huge fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin too so (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. no I know I know
0: I caught so much shit from everybody
1: (laughs) people are like oh my dog's name is Austin oh my nephew's name is Liam and all this
0: shit it's like well whatever (laughs) oh that's hilarious but yeah make sure you guys are going over there and checking out the sisters skeleton we we, we call them the sisters skeleton though anyway and uh so your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile like we're saying in saying that please stop over run on over just stop what you're doing right now go over to apple Podcasts and just you know it takes like a few minutes or or, you know just go in there and leave us a review leave us a five-star review i'm still up for recipes i mean recipes be cool you can can just say you know happy fucking whatever you you celebrate and run this time is or or you can just say fuck do some coding
1: like make some weird thing that we got to figure out yeah riddle
0: or simply put fuck 2020 that feels good that's true. That does feel really good. Or Moody and the Tootie. <laughs> uh, so it really does help. And we're not not—we're not sure why. It just does. There are algorithms and shit. And uh, you can leave any review you guys would like to. But, you know, whatever. Reach out to us. It's a Monopoly by Steve Jobs. Yeah, it probably is. Well, he's not here anymore, so. It's still a Monopoly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everything is now. You can also find us on Spotify and iHeartRadio by typing The Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar and clicking the follow button. You'll then get each episode as they are released and Patreon subscribers, we'll be getting a new, a couple of new ones, actually. Uh, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a couple different things. Of course, we do the, the Day the Music. Mu- music? <laughs> <laughs> Did you bite your tongue? What am I, Mike Tyson? Did my you t- burn your tongue? I burnt today? my tongue. Yes. You did? Yeah. <laughs> the Day the Music Died uh, series, we do that on there and we're uh, doing a bunch of different ones too. So make sure. I mean, it's fun. So go over to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train podcast or head over to the Midnight Train podcast Pick and up look, some merchandise and sign up there. It helps us out a lot because
1: Moody's expensive. Let's face it. Yeah. Like you and I are pretty cheap. Yeah. We, we, we do this for free, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't cost it. But Moody, he's got a writer. He, he's got the man's beard oil. Beard oil, yeah. God, what else? I mean, I mean, he's the, got his own custom toilet paper in your bathroom. In high life, only is, he could use in your bathroom, right? I mean, it's he's expensive. Uh, listen, a year supply of uh, high life for that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. So, so yeah. if you guys want
0: to keep hearing Moody? We need to help. You need to help. Yeah. pitch in his uh, his paycheck here. But it, we're not asking for anything for free. We're going to give you bonus episodes yeah. all the time. Just crazy bonus shit that we're going to be doing. And coming up in this year, we're also going to be giving, like, discounts on our merch. We're going to oh. be throwing up some new merch stuff that only you guys are going to be able the Patreon subscribers. Fecal Fighters. Are going to, like, some Fecal Fighters, which, uh, by <laughs> the way, totally started working on it. Did it, you? Yes. Oh Yes. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, So, yeah, it'll be fun. And, uh, you listen, sign up for our Facebook group while you're up there um, tinkering around on the Internet, the interwebs. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So, listen. Let's turn down the lights. Um, oh, what are we doing here? Let's adjust our seats. Grab a drink. But first, I have a special, special song for our drink pop just for you today, Jeffrey. All right. I can't wait. Yeah? Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. Here's a toast to all of you as well. Glass ring. Are you listening? In the bar, beer is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Drinking in a winter wonderland. Gonna wait. Yeah I remember when we did this. Duffles. Yeah in my yeah. basement in my old house. Yeah. Drinking in a window Now can That's we so much can fun, we sue ourselves? Uh we're not gonna get much money out of that. That's true. Yeah. But it's, it's a good tune. You guys are wondering what that was exactly. That was uh, <laughs> Jeff and I recorded a rendition of uh, Walking in a Winter Wonderland on a whim too. I yeah. think I was
1: sent over to your house just to hang out and, and you're Christmas like, dude, time. let's do a Christmas song. I'm like, all right, fuck it. And we did it in like 10 minutes. We knocked it out super quick but yeah, except it's how dr- good we are.
0: <laughs> it's drinking in a winter <laughs> wonderland. And it's yes. so awesome. And if you guys, I think it's available online or something like that for Blackout Superstar, you can go and find that somewhere. I'm sure it's somewhere out there. I'm sure it is. So listen, what we're talking about today is a story that I actually heard and uh, listened to another podcast that actually talked about this years ago. Okay. And I was really intrigued by it. And they, you know, they touched on it, but they didn't get really in depth. All right. So are you familiar with what we're talking about today at all? No clue. All right. Never even heard of it. Okay. So on our train ride today, we are heading to sunny Florida. Oh, there's, there's a
1: lot of shitty stuff in Florida. And I know I'm going to get <laughs> shit for that. No, but they, they get it. They get it. You think they do? Oh, yeah. They yeah, get it. Yeah. They're
0: in Florida. Like, we're in Cleveland. We get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can, we get it. Okay. It's fine. So, this is much more than uh, Florida Man, you know, or one of the Florida Man stories. This is a crazy story of one of the worst boys' schools ever to exist. When you say boys' school, is this like, this is a private school? Like private schools, they send boys off to... Is this a Catholic school, or Um, is it just a regular private school? uh, You know, we'll find out. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there were many of these, uh, you know, schools around the country, but this place has a reputation for being one of the worst. Uh, It's been known by several names over the years, but most uh, people know it as the Arthur G. Dozier School for Boys. Now, we're going to talk about the history and atrocities that happened at the school that opened on January 1st, 1900. Oh, geez, that's old. Yeah, and closed pretty recently on June 30th, 2011. Oh. Yeah. So, 111-year reign of fucking terror. So, the school was located in Mariano, Florida and covered 1,400 acres. A second campus was opened in the town of Okeechobee in 1955, and the school was first organized under an uh, 1897 act of the legislature and began operations on the Mariana campus on January 1st, 1900, as the Florida State Reform School. uh uh-huh, That's where all the bad kids right. were. Right. So if you were a bad little bastard, that's yeah. where
1: you uh, thats where you got sent off to. It used to be you'd go to military school. That was the thing, like, in the 50s, like, when my dad, he would tell me stories all the time, like, when he would be a little asshole. My grandpa would be like, I'm sending you to military school, you little son of a bitch. You know, and then <laughs> you he, would, he would straighten his shit out and stop. That, that was like the threat that they always got in the 50s.
0: See, mine was, I'm just going to punch you right in the face. <laughs> mine is "I mean, different. that works too. Yeah. <laughs> different, different households, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it was overseen by five commissioners appointed by the governor, William Dunnington Bloxham, who were um, to operate the school and make uh, biennial reports to the legislature. Sometime thereafter, the commissioners were replaced by the governor and cabinet of Florida acting as the board of commissioners of state institutions. Oh, boy. In 1914, the name was changed to the Florida Industrial School for Boys and in 1957 to the Florida School for Boys. In 1955, the Okeechobee campus opened and in 1967, the name of the Mariana campus was changed to the Arthur G. Dozier School for Boys in honor of a former superintendent of the school. The Mariana site was originally divided into north and south sides. The south side was known as number one. North side, <laughs> south side. You <laughs> could see them like flipping up their, you know, number one and gang signs. Well, it's kind of fucked up because um, it, the south side was known as number one and was for white students only. Oh, where the north side was number two and for black students only. So it looks like a constant
1: concentration camp, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's what, it, that, like, that's pretty much what it was. and it's like barbed wire, and it look. you know what it looks like? It looks like the shitty outhouse when you go to like a trailer park or like a or even just a regular park, and they have that like
0: crappy hut yeah with the two bright lights <laughs> on the front. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it With does. barbed awesome. wire around it. We'll make sure we post up some pictures of this for you guys to, yeah, to, to s- check it out. It's pretty fucked up. Well, the school remained segregated until 1960, fucking six. So, Boot Hill Cemetery was located on the north side, which would be number two. In uh, 1929, an 11 room concrete block detention building, also containing two cells, one for white and one for black students, was constructed to house incorrigible or violent students, the site at the time not being fenced. Students called it, quote, the White House. In the 1950s and 1960s, it was the site of most of the beatings of the students. After corporal punishment at the school was abolished in 1967, the building was used um, basically just for storage. Shortly before the facility was closed, Dozier was a fenced 159 acre high risk uh, residential facility. Yep. There it is. Yeah. It looks like a freaking compound. Yeah, it does. For over 104 boys aged between 13 to 21 who had been committed there by a court. Okay. So it's not like their parents just dropped them off because they were sick of their shit. Right. No, this was like, you fucked up. This is where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Their average length of stay at Dozier was 9 to 12 months. They lived in several cottages, with each boy having an unlocked room. All right, so in 1903, an inspection uncovered that children at the school were commonly kept in leg irons. What the hell is a leg iron? Leg irons. like I'm they would I look that up? They would clamp your leg with this shackle and would have chains on it. And, like, you ever see those oh, guys like who are walking le- out? In the, the prison? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, okay. Those are leg irons, yeah. After this, the school was investigated six times in its first 13 years. In 1914, there was a fire in one of the dorms, and the fire killed six students and two staff members. Because they they can't get out because of the leg iron, right? Well, that, and it's just, you know, it. it let's just say it's a very. Uh, it wasn't taken care of very well. We'll put it that way. It looks like that. <laughs> yeah. So during the Spanish flu epidemic in 1918, it was recorded that 11 students died, but they were not named and documented in the uh, recorded burials of the Boot Hill Cemetery, which is fucked up. A 13-year-old boy was sent there in 1934 and died 38 days later. There's no record of what caused his death. In 1968, Florida Governor Claude Kirk said after a visit to the school where he found overcrowding and poor conditions that, quote, somebody should have blown the whistle a long time ago. At this time, the school housed 564 boys, some for offenses as minor as school truancy, running away from home, or incorrigibility, including cigarette smoking. Uh Uh-oh imagine that oh you got caught smoking you're going to this fucking place where who knows what's going to happen to you yeah that sucks yeah especially back then you think that would be like allowed you know
1: because that was like the thing back in the day
0: oh yeah you, if, if anybody thought you were just not right they could just send you away huh. you know what i mean if you weren't acting correctly you know so the uh the kids there uh ranged in age from 10 to 16 years of age 10 a 10 year old going there that's crazy fucking a Um, The White House was closed in 1967. Officially, corporal punishment at the school was banned in August of 1968. So that means since 1900 to 1968, they were pretty much allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do to these boys. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. In 1969, as part of a governmental reorganization, the school came under the management of the Division of Youth Services of the newly created Department of Health and rehabilitate rehab- <laughs> oh, Fuck! I was doing so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your personal goal every show. Every yeah. show, I yeah. just wanted to see if I could just get you by. Just
1: start putting like little tick marks in your notes, <laughs> like and see like how
0: much you progress every episode. <laughs> Have a little mark, you're like, yeah. yay! It's been ten minutes, yay! <laughs> rehabilitative. Rehabilitative. There it is. Rehabilitative Services, there were 81 school-related deaths of students from 1911 to 1973. Yes, you heard that right. 81 school-related deaths. 31 of these boys were said to be buried on the school grounds with other bodies, quote, shipped home to families or buried in unknown locations. How did they get away with that? We'll keep going through this. It's a fucked up story. Like I said, I heard this a while ago and I was just like, I can't believe something like this actually took place. And it's so like under the radar. Like most people don't even know this fucking yeah. thing actually happened. So- I mean, it is Florida, but. <laughs> Florida, we love you. We're just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. No, just saying. So there are 31 simple crosses as grave markers at the cemetery installed in the 1960s and 1990s. They have been found not to correspond to specific burials. I saw a picture of it and it's just PVC pipe. Yep, that's all that's it is. That's all it is. Yeah. It's like three-inch PVC pipe and, and a cross. Right, so basically they found out that these, you know, kids were buried there and they just put up these makeshift kind of grave markers, Yeah. you know? 50 bucks, Home Depot, done. That's it. An inspection done in 1982 revealed that boys were hogtied and kept in isolation for weeks at a time. A lawsuit was filed by the ACLU over this issue and several other issues at this facility and three other juvenile facilities in Florida. At this point, the school was housing 105 students aged 13 to 21. In 1985, the media reported that a young ex-students of the school sentenced to jail terms for crimes committed at Dozier had subsequently been the victims of torture by guards at the Jackson County Jail that these people are just getting all kinds of fucked up. There was no kind of, like, I mean, they just did whatever the fuck they wanted to. Do we go over who the guy in charge is? Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the teens were usually hanged, uh, uh, um, what? Hanged by handcuffs uh, to the bars of their cells, usually for an hour at a time. So they would have to stand there and have handcuffs on their hands and would be tied or cuffed to the bars hours at a time, just sitting there with their arms up like this.
1: I bet you the ones that did make it home never smoked again. (laughs)
0: You want to quit smoking? This, this is the way to do it's it. It's a hell of a deterrent. And we're, listen, we're not making fun of the fact of, uh, of what actually happened here. And the, another reason that I wanted to do this is because this upcoming year, um, and just a side note here, I know we normally do for uh, the mental health stuff. So we have like yeah. NAMI and stuff like that. But I want to change it up where every um, everything we sell as far as merchandise or whatever goes towards child abuse. Oh, nice. And this was kind of my segue into that because I'm a, I grew up being abused as a kid, and it fucking sucks. And so we're not laughing at that. We're just laughing at the fact that these situations actually fucking took place. Well, I mean, let's be real. We make fun of every situation there
1: is. That's true. That's what we do.
0: Mildly. Right. Oh, we're not laughing at the people who died or got hurt or anything like that. But the fact that it happened, like, fucking shit. Comedy doesn't band-aid anything. (laughs) This is very true. So the guards said that this practice was approved by their superiors. Of course it was. Yeah. In 1994, the school was placed under the management of the newly created Florida Department of Juvenile Justice. Isaiah, is that you? No, I'll I, I see myself out <sz-> The Juvenile Justice, which operated the school until its closure in 2011. By this time, the school had facilities to house 135 inmates. Many of the boys sent there had been convicted of rape, or of committing quote lewd acts on other children. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. now
0: is it is it bad that they suffered then? Ugh. I mean, I mean, but let's
1: let's get real for a minute. What's what's your you know how people stand on either side of the line, where you're either one of those people that like if okay you know eye for an eye. Right. Or you're one of those people that, like, oh, everybody deserves a second chance. I'm eye for an eye all day long.
0: I'm eye for an eye uh, to, I guess, there's always contingencies and everything. There's always something that's going to sit there and kind of be the the um, outside of the norm. Yeah. So, like, to me, if a 13-year-old did something nasty to, say, a 10-year-old. Yeah. Is there room for rehabilitation? Is this as a 13-year-old that did something stupid because they're not really there? I mean, you got to look at all the facts. Now, if you're an adult and you do something to a 10- or 13-year-old, fuck you, you should die, period, yeah. period. I don't think there should be any kind of rehabilitation. There should not be this whole fucking, oh, we're so going to be have, put on a radar.
1: Uh, you could have, like, a moral age
0: Yeah, I, well, thing. Yeah, but again, too, it also stems to you got to think. Um, See,
1: I don't, though. Really? Because I feel like the 13-year-old, if they did rehabilitate him or tried to, he would just go do it again when he's 21 and 30, and he would be that guy that you're talking about. So
0: you don't think there's any rehabilitation?
1: No. Really? Not Well, shit like that, no. There's I, I really of, don't think so. There's lots of... Well, I see that's a thing. Now, like, okay, stealing, like, you know, stealing a car, stealing shit from a store or drugs, stuff like that. Some of it, no, but, yeah, a lot of it can be
0: rehabilitated. But a deep-seated mental you like see that, that's where I was kinda I was actually gonna say right yeah. there. I'm like you've gotta so if somebody who is, let's just say a I don't know, 40 year old man goes and does something stupid and fucking diddles a little kid or something like that, which fuck, if that person is, let's just say mentally handicapped, mm-hmm. has some sort of mental um uh, uh um incapability. Yeah, does that person get a pass because of that or no? No? So in your eyes, they don't
1: No. So you're just kill them all and let God sort them out. No, not kill them all, (laughs) but it may not be his fault, but he should have been raised the right way. Whether it have been a facility or parents or family. I mean, you have to take this. That's the problem right now with the world. I know we're getting deep guys. I know everybody's like, Whoa, we're not used to this from you. Merry Christmas. Motherfuckers. (laughs) You, You have to, you have to look at it this way. Like, Especially nowadays, parents just put their fucking kids in front of Fortnite and Netflix, and and that's it. Yeah, I agree. And I'm guilty of it myself. Like, my son plays fucking video games... A lot. And I've been slowly trying to break him away from that. Same here with my daughter. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, she's always because on her phone.
0: And I'm like, let's do something
1: else. You have to give and take a little because all the kids are doing. And then if you pull them away from it, then they feel like they're like Amish and like have no life. Right. I'm, if you're Amish, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to get
0: hate mail. All what? Time. No, you can say, I don't believe any Amish people are listening to this, right? I don't right. think they're allowed to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's, hey, Amish people. <laughs> unless they're Mennonites, eh? And I think Mennonites can't. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> they're not Canadian. Right, no, it, it was
1: fitting. So, anyways, but what the we're fuck? guilty of this nowadays because we're not raising kids right with the right morals. That's why we have a cancel culture. That's why they want everything for free. That's why it's you know yeah, it's I, the no, way it is, is well, because it's, we don't instill the morals and respect like our parents did and their parents before them.
0: It's when we don't w- do it anymore. When we, as a society. Or no and, and again, sorry for getting deep on you folks here. But I grew up um, you know, I was abused as a kid, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, I was. It was it was pretty rough and uh it sucked. And but there was a there's a very fine line between discipline and abuse. Mm-hmm. When they took away a parent's ability to discipline their child, not abuse, there's a big fucking difference there. Yeah. But when they took that away, that's when everything went out the fucking window. Yeah. When you when I see little fucking kids fucking cussing at their parents or throwing st- or smacking them and shit like that. Get the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? No, my kids would never, ever, ever even possibly think about that. with Right. Because first of all, I'll take you outside and fist fight you. Yeah. But yeah. Do you understand? That's where I'm coming from. Full- my kids are all older real quick. Just so everyone knows that I'm not going to yeah, fight like my 13 year old. You know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. You, you get your ass. I'd kicked. probably get my <laughs> ass kicked. Yeah,
1: that's true. But you know, that's if you go full circle from that. So no, whether it's he's mentally handicapped, whether no matter the situation, if he was brought up properly and raised correctly, and I'm not saying like you raise one one way or the other, if you're raised with normal values, normal morals and respect, you're going to know in the back of your head before he would go and do that. He's going to know that that's bad and he shouldn't do that. Well, that's where, the moral side. of If where, that
0: wasn't there, he wasn't taught, he's just going to do it. Well, that's where the mental uh, in, the mental um, um, problems come in is because, uh, you know, somebody who's mentally insane or whatever doesn't know that that's wrong. But you're also talking about two different things too. You're talking nature versus nurture yeah. where some people are just born to be bad versus people that are raised to be bad. You know what I mean? Some people... They, you know, store, well, uh, These things have been coming out recently that like they're doing more like with genetics and stuff. Mm-hmm. That some people are genetically predisposed to having these issues, and a lot of people, a lot of the stuff like when it comes to because dude, all I do is listen to this shit all day long every day. Right. And um, you know, there, it's coming out now that uh, you know if you go and look at the history of these people who are like mass murderers and serial killers and shit like that, that there is a a, a connection between that and like brain injuries and like head injuries and shit like that. So it's, it's, well, that's it's, another set it's, of It's all spectrum, re- right. Though. It's all relative. You know Put I mean? it this like, way.
1: Do you think if Charlie Manson had June Cleaver for a mom instead of a mom that sold him for beer and that would be a lot of the shit would have happened that did, that would be nurture. But exactly. that's what I'm saying. No, I mean, that's where, no, I agree. that's where like 99.9% of the issues. I, I agree that, from, that a lot of
0: it could be avoided if people actually gave a shit and took time yeah. with their fucking kids.
1: So turn off fucking Netflix listeners, cancel Fortnite. Take your kid outside and throw a baseball at him. Who cares if you hit him? He's got to learn how to deal with pain. Yeah, and while you're doing it, listen to the podcast. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right? Teach him. Right? And just sit there and go, listen, Billy, do you hear what they're talking about? This is why I have to smack you from time to time. Listen. Not beat you. There's a difference. If your kid talks back to you, you should smack the taste out of their fucking mouth. I'm sorry. You yeah, should.
1: Just get a good whap and just be like, yeah. And his name is John Cena.
0: And walk away like slow motion. <laughs> Anyway, so on September 16th, 1998, a resident of the school lost his right arm in a washing machine. Oops, that sucks. A lawsuit was filed. Wait, hold on. September 16th, 1998. It seems kind of odd to lose your arm in a washing machine from in '98. Like, okay, so if it said, like, 1948... Was he trying to fix it? Remember the old crank washing machines? I could see you get your arm in there. I, I don't know. But it says a lawsuit was filed against the institution, and the plaintiff was awarded an undisclosed amount in 2003. In April 2007, the acting superintendent of the school and one other employee were fired following allegations of abuse of inmates. Shocker. The state officially acknowledged that abuses had taken place there And the White House Boys, a growing group of adult survivors who had been held there in the 50s and 60s, were speaking out to the press. So you can actually look this up, too. It's called the White House Boys, and they're actually the Dozier people who were there and actually witnessed or were a part of this whole fucking thing. In October 2008, several of them attended a ceremony to install a historic plaque at the White House that acknowledged the past. The news was carried nationwide. So so a lot of people may have actually heard about this. But most people don't. When I mention it, they're like, "Oh, didn't know that actually happened." <laughs> In late 2009, the school failed its annual inspection. Among other problems, the inspection found that the school failed to deal properly with the numerous complaints by the boys held there, including allegations of continued mistreatment by the guards. State Representative Daryl Rusin said the system was struggling to move on from a long-standing quote culture of violence and abuse. So basically, they just, it, it's been happening, it, it's fine, it's, it's yeah. fine, whatever. So the U.S. Department of Justice conducted a survey of 195 U.S. facilities, including the Florida School for Boys. According to its 2010 report, 11.3% of boys surveyed at the school reported that they had been subject to sexual abuse by staff oh boy. using force in the last 12 months. And 10.3% reported that they had been subject to it without the use of force. Do you ever wonder why? And you listen to this stuff all the time. I don't, but you listen to true crime all the time and yeah, the serial killers. Yeah, all that. Yeah,
1: why does it always come to sex? Because like, uh, what is that about? Like it always, always, every story you hear, it always comes back to sex,
0: like <laughs> with, with abuse and stuff like that. It's not about the sex. It's about the power. Period. Okay, so it's, it's like power. a dominant, it's power dominant. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. There's a uh, another podcast that actually uses the um, uses the term. It's not about me feeling bad. It's about you, or it's not about me feeling good. It's about you feeling bad. Okay. So it's that power. You're, that makes you're, sense. You're keeping that that, that edge over there yeah, where yeah. you feel like you can control them. You're controlling the situation. And these are normally people that can't control any other aspect of their life. So this is how they do it. Okay, that makes so sense. That's where sex. I always wondered because it's like this is all you ever hear.
1: Like every time they yeah. talk about anything, it always comes down to like sex and it's like what yeah it's fucked
0: up yeah it's super fucked up well 2.2 percent reported sexual victimization by another inmate the DOJ said these percentages meant the home was deemed to have neither quote high nor quote low rates of sexual victimization compared with other institutions assessed in the survey so in other words 11.3 percent of boys being raped by staff isn't low or high so this is normal. It's normal. What? what year was this? Uh, 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's not too long ago. What the fuck? Yikes. That's it. Oh, yeah. So in uh, July 2010, the state announced its plan to merge Dozier with the JJOC, creating a single new facility, the North Florida Youth Development Center, with an open campus and a closed campus. However, the following year, claiming budgetary limitations, the state decided to close both facilities on June 30th, 2011. Remaining students were sent to other juvenile justice facilities around the state. So now after Hurricane Michael, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office was given the, uh, the the property, now known as Endeavor, to relocate from their damaged offices. All right. So there is the condensed, very kind of quick history of the school and uh, the site. So it's a fucked up place. Yeah. A lot of fucked up shit happened. Yep. A lot of people didn't give a fuck. Uh, these poor kids just f- were in the fucking system. Okay, so now we're going to get into some crazy shit that actually went on there. Not that all that shit that we talked about wasn't crazy because it, it fucking is. First, we have the story of Willie Haynes and his experience with the school and the infamous White House. The story comes from the an incredible article from the Tampa Bay Times. In the late 1950s, a 13-year-old kid who uh, slicked back his long hair like Elvis stood in front of a judge in Tampa. A car had been stolen from the neighborhood. Someone said they saw Willie Haynes driving it. Willie didn't know how to drive, but the judge didn't know that. Here was a boy who grew up in a little house off Columbus Avenue in Six Mile Creek, a scrappy little neighborhood on Tampa's eastern edge, where a poor kid learned early how to protect himself. When the judge warned the boy to behave or he'd be sent to reform school, to a reform school in Mariana, Willie surprised the court. Why can't I go now? He says. Hmm. Yeah, probably not the best. So he had heard so that he's a tough
1: guy, yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: So he heard the uh, Florida School for Boys had a band and a football team and maybe even Boy Scouts, and it didn't cost a penny to participate. <laughs> he's like, it's better than regular school, right? Exactly. He's, he's thinking, Oh, this sounds yeah. awesome. He kissed his mother goodbye at the courthouse and left Tampa in the back of a state cruiser. Big, beautiful, oblivious Florida blurred by outside, uh, but blurring, you know, outside the window of the car as he drove by. Willie wasn't scared as the state car pulled onto the gravel road that led to the state's only boys' juvenile reformatory, the Florida School for Boys. No fences, manicured lawns, tall pines, and stately buildings. It looked like college. It had to be better than home, obviously. Kind of sucks where he was at. Inside, he signed a ledger. William Haynes Jr., April 11, 1958. A boy escorted Willie Haynes to Tyler Cottage and told him to keep his belongings in locker number 252. He was given a toothbrush and pajamas and his own military bunk. The poor kid from Tampa felt like he was finally home. He was there barely a week when it happened. Some bullies caught him outside the showers, and the next thing he knew, he was in the middle of a tangle of feet and fists. Willie knew how to fight, and he was choking one of his attackers in a headlock when a cottage father busted in. Cottage father would be one of the people that keep an eye on the particular sh- uh, room that they're in. It's a crazy title. Yeah, cottage father. I am cottage father. <laughs> I'll be your cottage father from you on out. <laughs> If y'all don't like what I got, (laughs) then I'm going to have to take you outside, show you a little bit of what's to do. So the school's disciplinarian, R.W. Hatton, asked Willie who he had been fighting, but the boy would not give up the names. Better to be punished than be branded a puke. A puke? A puke is what they call them. Puke of hazard.
1: (laughs) Remember the pukes of hazard? I don't think that's it. It was a local (laughs) punk band. (laughs) Was it really? Yeah, pukes of hazard. You're kidding me. I swear to God. They were called the Pukes of Hazard. You didn't know them? I did not know them. It was uh the fan, no one's gonna know this, but you and me. <laughs> but, uh was it Cypher? Broadview gutters. What's his name? Jason uh Jason Clark. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of his first bands, Pukes of Hazard. S. Moody.
0: No shit. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Jason Clark. What a good dude. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, he uh, basically said that he wasn't going to talk. So you're going down, Hatton told him. So Hatton's like, all right, buddy, you don't want to tell me what's happening. I'm going to take you down there myself. So they dragged him across that manicured campus toward the squat concrete building called the White House. They dragged him through the door. Willie Haynes, who had asked the judge to send him here, who had wanted to throw a football under the pines. Over 18 months, the men dragged Willie into the White House again and again. Quote, lay down, hold the rail. Don't make a sound he could hear the strap coming it started with the pivot the shuffle of boots on concrete the strap hit the wall then the ceiling then thighs and buttocks and back and it Uh felt like an explosion when he got back to the cottage Willie stood in the shower and let the cold water wash bits of his underwear from his lacerations as his blood ran down toward the drain many others uh, others suffered the same horrors as Willie as the boys grew up the memory stayed with them as they became men Many sporting both physical and mental scars. Some of these men gathered at the Florida School for Boys on October twenty first. What is my mouth doing? October twenty first, two thousand and eight. Again, you must had some hot soup today. I guess I must have burnt my tongue. <laughs> Again, from the this is also from the Tampa Bay Times coming up here. Quote: The last time they had stepped on the sprawling campus, they were fresh-faced punks with the world before them. Now their hair was gray and their faces sagged. Their backs ached from a night in motel beds. They carry pictures of children and grandchildren in their wallets. Dick Cullen had flown in from Baltimore, where he owns an electrical contracting company. The 65-year-old was tormented by the memory of seeing a boy being stuffed into an industrial dryer. Uy. Next to him stood Michael O. McCarthy, a writer and political activist from Costa Rica, who was beaten so badly he was treated at the school infirmary. To his left was Roger Kaiser, a chicken soup for the soul contributor who had driven down from Brunswick, Georgia, bent on retribution. On the end was a quiet man named Robert Straley who uh, sells glow lights and carnival novelties. He drove up from Clearwater. He had been having recurring nightmares of a man sitting on his bed. Now, these are all dudes that have been there and saw some shit go down. Then there was Willie Haynes. He was 65 and went by Bill now, a tall, broad man. Haynes had worked for 30 years at the Alabama Department of Corrections. Haynes didn't feel good were plenty of places he'd rather be but he knew he had to do this in quote these guys all got there and it's basically like a kind of a form of um well first of all like the one guy said retribution but it's more of like a therapeutic thing where it's like you got to go back and kind of face your your bullshit what, what noise was right. that what, what was that that's a notification what is it is your, is your are your clothes done in the dryer? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what it was. <laughs> is it really? No, I wish. How
0: <laughs> awesome <laughs> would be? Like, that's freaking rad. Alexa, dry the clothes. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. The men now call themselves the White House Boys. According to the article, the men remember the same things: quote, blood on the walls, bits bits of lip or tongue on the pillow, the smell of urine and whiskey, the way the bed springs sang with each blow. The way they cried out for Jesus or Mama. The grinding of an old fan that muffled their cries. The one-armed man who swung the strap. They remember walking into the dark little building on the campus of the Florida School for Boys in bare feet in white pajamas, afraid they'd never walk out. Now, listen, I had a pretty rough one growing up, you know what I mean? But nothing like that. Dad, could you imagine?
1: Yeah, and, and the the sad thing is there's just no one there to help them. So, I mean, it's a little different. Obviously, abuse is abuse, and it's not great for anybody. But I feel like, and maybe this is just me, I feel like if you're, like, at home being abused, you at least have, like, teachers, friends, guidance counselors. Like, you have opportunities to reach out to people. You're not stuck like these kids were with nothing. They were discarded.
0: There's no one to reach out to. Completely discarded. You know what I mean? Yep. Just discarded. So according to the, the men, um, boys were dragged to the White House in ones and twos and threes, and sometimes there was a line outside, and sometimes a white dog kept watch. The White House boys are former students, as we talked about earlier, who had been held at the school in the 1950s and 60s, and they began to share accounts of abuses that they had suffered or observed against students. By the early 2000s, there were about 400 members, survivors of the school from the 1950s and 60s. Since the early 2000s, members of the group began to speak publicly about their, uh, about their experiences to the media and to challenge the state to investigate practices and personnel at the school. More than 300 men have publicly recounted abuse and torture at the school. The survivors have some in, uh, internal struggles and set up more than one website. So over so more than 300 people, men have come forth and said that, that yes, that this has actually taken place. That's crazy. This is fucking hell on earth, man. You know what I mean? How this kept going for so long is mind-blowing. Absolutely. And it's it's just fucked. So in 2009, the Florida School for Boys was the subject of an extensive special report. Allegations focusing on the 1960s included claims that one room was used for whipping white boys and another for black boys. The whippings were carried out by guards using a three-foot-long belt made of leather and metal and were so severe that the victim's underwear could become embedded in their skin. Oh, boy. One former student said that he had seen a boy trapped in a running laundry dryer at the school and suspected the boy was killed. Yeah, fucked, right? Wow, fucked. One former student stated he was punished in the White House 11 times, receiving a total of more than 250 lashes. Others alleged that they were uh, they were whipped until they lost consciousness and that the punishments were made harsher for boys who cried. Some alumni also stated that there was a quote rape room at the school where boys were sexually abused by the guards the complainant said some of the victims were as young as and I'm sorry to say this folks 9 years old fucking what? what the fuck? in February 2010 the White House boys filed a class action suit for damages against the state government but it was dismissed by a judge in Leon County, Florida because the statute of limitations had run out for such a a suit so fuck you buddy Fuck that judge, fucking asshole! A bill introduced in the 2012 session of the Florida Legislature to provide compensation to victims of abuse at the school failed to pass. Like what the fuck? Seriously?
1: It's, it always comes down to politics and money <sighs> all the time. Think about think about this. Obviously, somebody was getting paid off for this to go on that long. Had to been. You're not going to have the same inspector for 100 years. You're going to have multiple inspectors. You're going to have multiple people in charge. I mean, and the shit just kept happening. This is just like a money, like keep it hush hush, you know? So that just goes to show you, like the world we live in, how it all runs off of fucking money and politics. Something was
0: going on for sure. So there have been many positions throughout the years, but no real investigations until 2008. On December 9th, 2008, Florida Governor Charlie Crist directed the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the FDLE, to investigate the allegations of abuse, torture, and murder recounted by the White House boys and their law firm. It took two years for the findings to be released. The FDLE conducted more than 100 interviews of former students, family members of former students, and former staff members of the school during the 15-month investigation, but no concrete evidence was found linking any of the student deaths to the actions of school staff or that there had been Uh. attempts feel better yeah i think people needed that little you need you, little lifting they need to hear you throw up yeah okay it just you know it breaks <laughs> up the monotony there but there had been uh, uh attempts by staff uh that there had been no attempts by staff to conceal deaths none of the graves were open during the investigation so the investigation determined that the 31 graves at the facility had been dug between 1914 and 1952 so what they're saying is oh those graves back there that was before these people came out and talked about this. What the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't even make any fucking sense. I know. A forensic examination of the White House was conducted. No trace evidence of blood on the walls was found, which, I mean, if it was that long ago, I'm sure it's been cleaned or whatever. Some former dozier students told investigators that they felt they had, uh, quote, needed the discipline. Troy Tidwell, who is a staff member at the school during that period, said that punishments in the White House were not excessive. He said staff used the leather strap because they were concerned spankings with wooden paddles, as had previously taken place, might injure the boys. Mm. So let's use, let's use a belt with fucking metal on it instead of a fucking paddle. Which, by the way, growing up, um, we had a, uh, I think I told you about this before. We had a board. Yeah, yeah. Hanging up by the front door that had holes in it with a handle on it. And yeah. it was called the Board of Education. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty funny i mean i'm not laughing at it but you know what i'm saying like it's it's pretty clever but i just remember it was always at the by the front door yeah and it was just this this ominous thing that you just saw that you're like yeah i better not fuck up you know what i mean was, we had a wooden spoon like you have to cook with yeah
1: but it was always a joke because my mom hits like a girl because she she's a girl so it's like <laughs> you know what i mean like my sister wouldn't like it but when she hit me i just laugh and then like when i got old i think it was like eight She went to hit me, and I turned and like grabbed it, like an action movie kind of thing. And I was like, no more. That's when your dad came in, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And then the wooden spoon was no more. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Broke that bitch over your head. Yeah, exactly. So in its December 2011 report of its investigation at the Dozier School, the Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Justice made the following findings about staff at the school who were cited for use of excessive force, inappropriate isolation, and extension of confinement. Quote, the youth confined at Dozier and at JJOC were subjected to conditions that placed them at serious risk of avoidable harm and violation of the rights protected by the constitution of the United States. During our investiga- investigation, we received credible reports of misconduct by staff members to youth within their custody. The allegations revealed systemic egr- egregious. Well, that's a good word and dangerous practices exacerbated by a lack of accountability and controls. These uh, the systemic deficiencies exist because state policies and generally accepted juvenile justice procedures were not being followed. We found that staff did not receive minimally adequate training. We also found that proper supervision and accountability measures were limited and did not suffice to, pretend, uh, to prevent undue restraints and punishments. Staff failed to report allegations of abuse to the state, supervisors, and administrators staff members often fail to accurately describe use of force incidents and properly record use of mechanical restraints so basically yeah all this happened but here's why right you know oh, you know, they just didn't report this or they weren't trained correctly or bullshit. I'm saying bullshit I'll agree with you on that and to you there's another one you fucking dicks shit Oh that? shit. Oh, oh shit. Who is that? Uh it's a soundboard guy. A soundboard guy?
1: Yeah. Is that is that a new character? He doesn't really have a name yet. But you know, he just Why are you bullying me? Because I want to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Aaron Kimmerer or Cameral Cameral Kimmerly is a forensic Poopy head. Sorry. You're a poopy head? <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Yes, uh, Dr. Kimberly is a forensic anthropologist and University of South Florida associate professor who has led a USF team of anthropologists, biologists, and archaeologists exploring the Mariana campus in a project authorized by the state. All right, so, so they want to know the whole truth. They're wanting nothing to, but the truth. They're wanting to dig in the ground. They want to see these these uh, yeah. uh, graves. They're wanting to get at it. So the stories of the White House boys piqued her interest as she had worked with the, uh, international groups to identify remains and burials in areas of warfare. She thought the specialists at her university could aid the state in identifying undocumented areas of burial by using current technology and scientific techniques. She was especially curious why there are no records of the locations of the burials, as is customary at state prisons, hospitals, and similar institutions. In 2012, the team used ground-penetrating radar and some excavation to identify where bodies are buried. However, in order to determine if the cause of death was from injury, illness, or murder, the bodies must be exhumed. Look. Hmm. Given the long history of reported violence at the school, many people believe that some students died because of abuse. Under existing law, exhumations can be done only at the request of a family member, which I believe that's actually a law here in Ohio as well. Yeah. I don't know if it's a federal law. It might be a state. I think that's everywhere, that. isn't it? Is it? I think.
1: But then again, I don't know. A lot of states have weird shit going on. Yeah. Like, I think it's illegal to carry
0: a goldfish... On the streets of Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't don't know why. What if you drop it? Yeah.
1: Then it's going to fall into the sewer, and it's going to mate, and then we're going to have like a gremlin situation where there's goldfish everywhere in Cleveland.
0: Isn't there a a, a stupid law like it's illegal to make a a police horse laugh?
1: Really? Yeah. Because they'll they'll buck off the, the cop? I
0: don't know, but isn't that weird? How do you make a fucking horse laugh? Oh, it's easy. Yeah, how?
1: You just go up to it, man. and Just stand in front of it and just be like. <laughs> and then the, the cop falls off the horse. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, really easy sense. to I can't believe you didn't know that. Oh, well, all I do
0: is I just show him my dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I had to lighten that shit up a little bit. Yeah. Woo. So anyway, um, given the long history of reported violence at the school, many people believe that some students died because of abuse. Under existing law, again, exhumations, uh, exhumations can only be done by the request of a family member, but many of the burials are of students who were here in the early 20th century, and records make it difficult to identify their families. So in other words, they may find bodies, but they can't dig them up. Even though, here's the weird thing though, even though, I don't know, that's so weird. So if you find a body, but it's not documented, so you don't know who it is or what it is. Are you still legally not allowed to exhume it? No, that would, that doesn't make any sense. Because if, if you don't know who the family is, then there's nobody to get authority from. I thought they were allowed to,
1: and then take the DNA to investigate who it is. I have no idea. Like, you're telling me, let's say, like, you're digging a hole in your backyard, and you find out, like, a hand, a skeleton hand, right? You couldn't just, like, take that somewhere and be like, hey, I was digging in my backyard and found this. You'd have to, right? I would
0: yeah, think. you'd be able to do that. So, yeah, I guess I don't understand. So, anyway, by December 2012, here's a little kicker for you, Jeff. The researchers indicated that they had located 55 graves on the grounds. 55. 55 fucking graves. I can't drive. 55. 55! (laughs) Given that they had documented nearly 100 deaths at the school, the team believed that a second cemetery was likely to exist. Regardless, 55 fucking graves. That's a lot. Like, that's, that's fucking insane. That's a lot.
1: Like, three, right? Three would be like, oh, man, something's going on here. Yeah. Ten would be like, okay, this is really fucked up. 55 is like... Yeah. yeah.
0: Something's it's, going on up in this bitch. Uh, put some caution tape up right now. Thomas Varnado was sent to the Florida School for Boys in 1934 and died there a month later. His nephew Glenn Varnado came forward in 2012 saying that he wanted to have his uncle's remains exhumed for a, reinter- a reinterment at his family's uh, reinterment, so in other words to be buried someplace else at his family cemetery near Lakeland. He had visited Dozier School in the 1990s, and a staff member showed him where his uncle might be buried. That location was not the same as the area where the most recent burials were found. The state originally limited the USF team to searching the existing uh, delineated cemetery grounds, saying they did not have the authority to order exhumation of graves. Researchers discuss, um, um, Researchers discuss. oh yeah, the work revealed that using the remains they did find on site, they made seven DNA identifications and 14 other presumptive matches. Hmm. All right. Is that making sense here? So we're yeah. trying to get to the fucking bottom of this shit. Many of the unmarked burial sites studied are thought to be of black students who were segregated at the school, which just makes it even fucking worse. The team found that three times as many black students died and were buried a dozier than white students and that some of those boys were incarcerated for non-criminal charges like running away and incorrigibility. Oh boy, what the fuck! Black boys were less likely to be named in historical records, as well, reflecting the grim realities of reform school life in the segregated South. Yeah, right over there. Yeah, I'm good. Jeez, you're so upset about this. You're throwing your I shit. Know, it's just... It's all right, man. It sucks. It's It's It sucks. It's bullshit. This is why Florida just is the worst. Yeah, it's pretty rough. They eventually uncovered a student's uh, family had actually been sent a coffin filled with planks of wood after a boy named Thomas Curry died there under, quote, suspicious circumstances while escaping. The ledger entry at the Dozier School said he was, quote, killed on R.R. Bridge, Chattahoochee, Florida. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It get hotter than a hoochie I forgot the rest of the words. I don't know. I, hey, don't in my tractor broke, damn. That's probably the worst time to sing that song right there. Anyway, <laughs> another document at Old Cathedral Cemetery in Philadelphia says he was, quote, killed by a train. No one from Dozier ever reported his death to the state. He was returned in a casket to his family, who in turn buried him in Philadelphia, or so the family thought. It wasn't until a state investigation beginning in 2008 that Curry's death certificate was found at Dozier. It said he died of a crushed skull from, quote, unknown cause. Oh, I have an idea. Yeah. And it wasn't until 2014 when University of South Florida anthropologist who had been working to unearth and identify remains on the former campus visited Philadelphia with Pennsylvania authorities that the family actually learned Curry wasn't in the casket. No bones, mm. no clothing, no sign of him at all. So this kid got killed. They didn't tell the state about it, and then they sent a fucking coffin to the parents. Yeah, like here you go. The didn't have anything in it. Like what the what the fuck is what the I'm fuck is you, going man. on down it's, here? Some people getting paid off. Oh my god, dude, it's just so fucking yeah, it's frustrating. And you and see, and again, I knew a little bit about the story. But the more I'm getting into it and stuff, the more I'm like, how in the fuck could this possibly have fucking happened? Yeah. So, quote, wood, layers of pieces of wood. Okay, that's that's what was in there. Said anthropologist Aaron Kemmerle explaining what she and her team found in the casket. Quote, it was completely filled with wooden planks. They sent wooden fucking planks home. Thinking they wouldn't open it? Thinking they wouldn't open it. Yeah. Wow, that's like, ballsy. Like, here's your kid. Yeah. What the Fuck. At first, the team thought they had the wrong grave, but then they found Curry's great-grandparents beneath the wood-filled casket. Whoa, they buried the kid on top of the grandparents' casket? It's kind of weird. Do they do that? They they used to. Really? It used to be
1: where people were buried on top of each other, like family tiers. So, like, the great-great-grandfather would be on the bottom, right? And then his son would be next. They used to do it like that. Then they started doing side by side get the fuck but out of way here way back in the day I'm, i I saw this on like discovery or some shit like a couple years ago they used to no do shit yeah on top of each other to save space that's crazy i never do that yeah that's fucking wild do you just make all that up yep you <laughs> believed it though <that>, didn't you <laughs> so out. did the listeners yeah
0: yeah <gasps> booty you you son of a bitch i fucking knew you fuck Anyway, Why well, had you sold? Dad yeah, sold. Like, yeah, fucking yeah. lock, stock, and barrel, dude. I was there. You have, I mean, should have been a salesman. Yeah, why you should have Why didn't I do that? Yeah, you son of a oh, bitch. Wow. In January 2016, the USF team issued their final report. They had made a total of seven DNA matches and 14 presumptive identifications from the 51 remains found at the site. A total of 55 burials were identified, but only 13 were made within the cemetery grounds, and, quote, the rest of the graves were outside, in the woods, including under a roadway a roadway brush and a large mulberry tree. End quote. What the fuck? While they had documented not documented ninety eight deaths at the site, they were unable to identify any more burials on the grounds. Some bodies may have been sent home to students' families. The USF team will continue to work with other organizations and families on DNA and other means of identification of the remains that were found. They created computer facial uh, approximations from remains to actually help with identification. So they made deep fakes. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's you can kinda, do that now. Yeah. I, I Can you?
1: Yeah. What? Deep fakes. Have you seen Jason Hagar's?
0: Oh my Maybe God, God. the most amazing ones I've ever seen I in my life. It. It's disturbing. <laughs> I'll be scrolling through and all of a sudden I see yes. him as like the little girl from The Grinch today. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Right.
1: So listeners out there, if you're in the Facebook group, uh, Jason Hagar, he's posted a couple times. You can look him up in our group and click on his personal page and just scroll through his news feed for like i don't know maybe 5 minutes and you're going to see some amazing shit like amazing stuff yeah he likes the deep fake yeah. he's one of the he's one of the funnier facebook posters you know yeah he's great <laughs> jason we I love, love you brother i love the grinch one they just did yeah this, did you see that one yeah
0: that's what i was talking about oh, okay, the little yeah, girl yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's so, so weird. fucking
1: weird Because he has facial hair and shit. Or when he did
0: the Katy Perry one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like dancing around. Well, he also, I don't know if he's posted it in the group or not, but yeah, he just recently got a new dog yeah the wiener dog his little wiener dog yeah. and it's the cutest damn thing in the world but i think he got it just because now he can literally say check out my black wiener yeah <laughs> like i'm pretty sure because it's black it's a black dog it makes sense and i think that's oh, because he yeah. just posts pictures of it all the time and yeah. it, it's the cutest he's been thing. he's been banned i think like three or four times already <laughs> in this, this is just year alone i'm I think. not surprised yeah so, while they had documented 98 deaths at the site, they were un- unable to identify any more burials on the grounds. And, uh, like we said, some of them may have been sent home. Yeah. So, they will keep going on this. And they, uh, they did create the facial uh, approximation thing. And a number of families, including the Glenn Varnado family, have filed requests to have the remains of their children or relatives uh, rep- repatriated? That's a good word. Yeah.
1: How would you like to be the guy who has to put that shit together?
0: With the remains? Like a fucking puzzle.
1: Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm good. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> it it wouldn't to... be bad because it would probably just be bones at this point, obviously. Right. But that would be a tough job. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it's missing. I'm sure a lot of it's, like, worn out, trying to figure out what's what. Do you think, you think you'd just be like, yeah, it's a rib.
0: That's a rib right there. <laughs> They'll never know. That's a rib. I'm going to carve this stick to look like yeah. a rib. <laughs> yeah, That looks good. Yeah, I always told myself that I, I could be... Uh, like a what, what do you call him the, the guy that works in the morgan mortician yeah like a mortician i always told myself i could probably do that because yeah. i don't get grossed out by shit you know what i mean like nothing like that and then i think to myself the second a child would be put in front of me i yeah. don't think i can handle it
1: yeah my daughter wanted to do that she wanted to go to school for that and i kept telling her I'm like there's no way and she's like you know how kids are. you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> do yeah and i was like the first, very first time you see a dead body, you're going to throw up and pass out. See, the dead body doesn't bother Because it's not like a movie. It's not like what you see in a movie. It's way different. There's a smell. There's sound. You know what I mean? Do you know what I've always wanted to do?
0: And... Smell a dead body? No. Oh.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> I just said. And you're like,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I always wanted to start... And there's not too many of them. I mean, there, there are, but I always wanted to start a cleanup company. So after like a horrific accident or the cleaners. or something like that, I always wanted to be a cleaner because you don't have to deal with the bodies. Yeah, but you know the nasty shit you got to pick up. And yeah, clean? but but the body's gone. <laughs> so at that point in time, all you're doing, you're going in there and you're just you cleaning clean up, up all brains the brains. And yeah, that, that wouldn't bother me. I don't think as long as I didn't know what, what, you know what I mean? Like, don't tell me what the hell happened. Just tell me you need to clean up. You know what I mean? I could clean it. I, I could clean it up. You couldn't do that.
1: I don't know. I have a hard time cleaning up dog poop and puke. <laughs> See, I don't have a problem with any you of that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm the guy that, like, puts the shirt over up to my eyes. And it's like, oh my, God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I put, like, bags around my hands to clean it up. Like, it's just... Dude, I've got I've got four kids. I've cleaned up everything you well, can think of. Yeah, I mean, I've done that, too. But still, yeah. to this day, I mean, my dog will be
0: like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no! And I, like, grab her and I try to get to the door as fast as humanly fucking possible (laughs) that noise too yeah yeah. (laughs) because you know it's it's the base it's (laughs) the base is coming so that you you like open the door and you throw them out and they just make it and it's just like oh thank god but sometimes you don't make it and it goes all over the kitchen floor and it's like (sighs) so then you go to the cupboard and you open it up and there's no Lysol wipes.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to raw dog this with some paper towels and water. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I used to have a a, uh, a Doberman Pinscher named Zeke. He was 150 pounds. Big motherfucker. He was awesome. And he was one of the most well-behaved, just great dogs, um, except he would eat basically anything. Oh like boy. Anything. If he could find it and he thought it was interesting, he'd just eat it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you'd hear that. Yeah. <laughs> except when he threw up, he did this thing where, like, his mouth opened up super wide like he was throwing up. Yeah. And he made this noise and listeners, I'm going to try to repeat the noise. Not even joking. It goes <laughs> <I swear laughs> <to> God, <dude. laughs> like his mouth would open up and he'd go
1: <laughs> see mine doesn't do that. Mine does the, the bass and she does that. She, she'll open up her mouth really wide. And normally do, she the does hack, that, right? She, no, she goes Yeah, you know, like that, and yeah. then everything comes out. Yeah. But it's that, it's that you could be in a dead sleep and you're.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's just like, it wakes me up like instantly. Like, no, I could sleep through alarm clocks. Like, the house could be on fire. Everybody's screaming. I'm sleeping through it. But when you hear the. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh shit, it's time to go. Because you know you're going to have to clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. So why what the fuck would you want to clean up dead body shit? And then- I don't know. I just don't think it would bother me. That's all. Plus, plus,
0: they get fucking paid, dude. Oh, I would imagine. They make a shit ton of Because nobody wants to, to do pay. that. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah, like it's fucking ridiculous. You think they're they're probably not that
1: well because of COVID and stuff. Like it's probably gonna be a shitty job now because now you got to wear masks and all that
0: shit. And it's only a shitty job if somebody poops. <laughs> <laughs> <It's him. laughs> so in March 2014, Governor Rick Scott signed a bill. Off Rick of, Scott. <laughs> Rick Scott. Hey, how you know, I'm Rick Scott. Hey, to, remember, I, remember, never trust anyone with two first names. Vote for Scott. No, it's right, Rick Scott. Where it's fucked up. So he signed a bill authorizing up to seventy five hundred dollars per burial for those families who wanted to re-enter the uh, the remains of relatives identified in unmarked graves at the Florida School for Boys. What year was this? Uh, Two thousand fourteen. Because that fucking
1: doesn't even cover a funeral cost. No, that's huh? not even. That maybe half, well, depending on how you how you do it. I think he's half.
0: saying he will give you like. Let's just say it costs ten grand. He's going to give you seventy five hundred up towards it. How many pieces of shit parents do you think took that money and went to the casino? Hopefully none, but probably three, at least <laughs> At least three. Yeah. yeah, So this followed the University of South Florida's report in January, which said they had uh, been able to make matches of 21 sets of remains to known families. In addition, the bill proposes creating a task force to establish a memorial, quote, as well as deciding how to handle the remains of bodies that have yet to be identified or claimed by families. The White House boys um also fought to have the bodies of orphans and those that were unidentified to be re-entered far away from the ground at Dozier. So they wanted them, because of the shit that went down there, they were like, listen, we don't we don't know who that is, but if it's a body, get it out of here. It's just bad juju. You know what I mean? It's like fucking poltergeist at this point in time. Do you think when they were hauling it out, the one guy
1: was, you know, he had the truck open, but they were waiting to load the truck. He's like, let the bodies hit the floor. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> here we go here we go here we go now <laughs> in as late as 2019 all right so we're, we're creeping up pretty close here that's last year yeah they are still finding what could possibly be unmarked graves dr aaron kimberly again began an investigation of 27 anomalies discovered by an engineering firm hired by the state's department of environmental protection to help clean up uh following the hurricane uh hurricane Michael according to Florida's Department of State. Oh, yeah, the hurricane would have unearthed a lot of that crap. It, it did think a about lot about of it, shit. Flooding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. geeks Though the 27 anomalies discovered by radar are, quote, consistent with possible graves, according to Governor Ron DeSantis, only field work will determine whether human remains are present at the site. The 27 anomalies are located less than 200 yards from a section on the Dozier School property known as Boot Hill Cemetery, where previously... USF researchers found 55 fucking graves. Hmm. So in other words, there's more. They ran out of room. Right. Unfortunately, in an update we found, it turns out Kemmerly's team said those anomalies were mostly roots from pine trees moved from the area years ago. So it's probably a good thing that they found just roots. Survivor Charlie Fudge and friend Rachel McCoy pleaded to be allowed on the property during future surveys. Fudge said he remembers a graveyard being on the east side of a set of buildings on the property near Old Air Base Road. Quote, I could sit on my cottage bench and see that cemetery. Fudge said, my mind at 12 years old remembers that cemetery. So these, pe- these guys, they were there. They can, I'm sure they remember that mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Like, Kimberly said her team did not find anything abnormal in that area, but nearby there is an established fenced in historic cemetery. McCoy, who attended the presentation with Fudge, said letting the men on the property to assist is, quote, what they need. Fudge said um, he hopes the White House does not get bulldozed over when the property is cleaned up in the future. Quote, that's very meaningful to me and the other men. He said, I'm just an old guy who went there 60 years ago and went through hell. I'm going to assume. Did he said he does not get bulldozed? Yeah, they want to keep it. Wow. How
1: would you want to keep that? Well, I mean, what if... <laughs> You got to imagine these kids are going through this shit back in the day. There was probably some kind of like brotherhood, you know, like they probably had like, they took care of each other and, you know, tried to keep their spirits up and whatnot. Almost
0: like a moratorium. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, so there's probably, there's probably like, you know, some positives in memory of that building along
0: with the negatives, obviously, but you know what I mean? Take a lot to get over that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So John Bell, who spent eight months at the school, also spoke and said the school, which managed by, quote, corrupt officials of the state of Florida. Oh, did I not mention that like <laughs> yes, five he, times yes, already? Yes, did. And, quote, it's been going on for way too long. Uh, yes, we agree. In 2017, the state formally apologized to the survivors, survivors <laughs> and families. We're for, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. We're sorry. For the abuses and deaths that happened at Dozier, more than 500 former Dozier students have come forward over the years to report physical, sexual, and mental abuse at the hands of those who worked there. On June 29th, 2020, Neil Davis, the oldest member of the White House Boys, passed away in a nursing home. He never told most of his family, including his children, that he had been at Dozier and what he'd gone through. <clears throat> the White House Boys vowed to keep fighting for the rights of the victims. There are still 180 people not accounted for. Um, and they said that they could lay it to rest. They're just not going to make it public because they, they were there. Let them walk through the property. So Fudge is, this is Fudge saying that he, they want people to come through there and actually like find these spots themselves because they were there. They were there before. Quote, we the White House boys, we know what has happened in that school. He said, it's not going to be over until we say it's over. And I agree. There are some really great articles used for this episode. There was a really great series of articles from the St. Pete times that were reprinted by the Tampa Bay times that were also recommended. Uh, we recommend checking out and also NPR has a ton of really good info as well. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys like that, make sure you were checking out or not like, cause it's kind of hard to like that. Yeah. But if you uh, are interested in that and the atrocities that took place there, yeah, get out there and check it out. Yes. Yeah. And guess what? It's time for, now, well girls, actually show, oh
1: i'm gonna have to interrupt this <gasps> because i have a christmas present you have a
0: christmas present yeah oh boy so is it nintendo switch <laughs> no <laughs> fuck we gotta pay for moody
1: fuck all right so here's the thing all right i was gonna do wtf today and it's this is the christmas episode And you know, for a long time, I had an amazing plan going and because of COVID, it kind of fell through. But, you know, last year we did The Christmas Carol, our own version.
0: (laughs) Yes, we did. It was a a blast.
1: This year, we were going to do The Wizard of Oz. We were. And I had it all scripted out. I got about halfway through it. We were going to do songs and everything was going to be awesome. Right. But COVID hit and we couldn't get everybody together. COVID. And Chainsaw was going to be The Wicked Witch which is awesome. <laughs>
0: which would have been so great. I know, I know. God.
1: Maybe we'll do it next year after all this shit clears up. So anyways, I had to do something here and we've been doing the top 10 every week. Okay. We did top 10 gifts, right? Which we discovered fecal fighters. That's right. We did top 10 gift cards, which I got yelled at because people are doing Walmart cards in our Facebook group <laughs> <laughs> today. We're not doing top 10 movies. Wait, when? today
0: today there it is
1: we're gonna do because it's christmas and i'm giving you guys a gift we're gonna do the top 20 fucking christmas movies of all time
0: Ooh.
1: are we ready you okay <laughs> you, you didn't you <laughs> like my intro music oh my god dude it's movies top the 20 movies recording <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm all right was, i had to, i had to bring a really good christmas gift because we couldn't do wizard oh, of Oz, you that's know? true oh you know, so shit. i had to, i had to do something so here oh we go my god the fucking recorder all right go ahead and what this do we is got our favorite site IMDb. imdb imdb okay and we're gonna go 20 20. No, no, 20 to 1. I'm going go. hard. All right. Number 20 is Four Christmases. Four Christmases? Starring a Reese Witherspoon and a Vince Vaughn.
0: Oh, that's
1: the... This is, is a
0: 2008. It's a rom-com, hold on, as, as hold they on. call it. I'm going to see if I know this one. Is this the one where um, their exes, like they're getting a divorce or whatever? It says... A couple struggles to visit all four of their divorced parents on
1: Christmas. So their parents are divorced. Okay. All right. I don't think I've seen it. Have you? I think so, and it probably wasn't good. Okay. Well, that's number 20. So that's the bottom of the barrel. All right. All right. Number 19, Christmas with the Cranks. And I have seen this. This is Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Uh, What's her name? Bill. Jamie Lee Curtis is right in front of me. Jesus. (laughs) Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) Yeah, and this is the one where like they live in the in the development and everybody's trying to outdo each other with yeah, Christmas yeah, lights. Dan, uh, Danny Dan DeVito. Aykroyd, no, it's Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, okay. And he's like the HOA guy. Oh, I And he's the like, one. oh, you know, you have to have red lights
0: if you don't have the red yeah. lights here. Yeah, it was yeah. okay because they're getting ready to go on a they they were yeah. supposed to go on a, a cruise and then their daughter yeah. said they're coming she's coming into town or yes. whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. I feel Got like it. Tim Allen's in like every Christmas
1: movie at this point. Well, he is the Santa Claus. That's just which my weird. prediction is that's number one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm gonna see. Number eighteen a bad mom's christmas so if you've seen bad moms with mila, mila kunis and uh who's the blonde haired girl it's right in front of me again jesus Kristen <laughs> bell <laughs> <laughs> you're good at this i know i know <laughs> and uh the girl from i think it's katherine Hahn is her name she's from um stepbrothers she's derek's wife and, and oh yeah hey, yeah, yeah she's yeah, awesome yeah yeah she's, she's so funny so this is like a sequel to Bad Moms, but it's a Bad Moms Christmas. Right. So I haven't seen this. I don't, Maybe I have seen. I don't
0: this. know if I have either. I
1: think we watched it the other night. It must
0: actually, be really good if we can't remember seeing I it. I know. Yeah, so that's, that's
1: eighteen. Yeah. Number seventeen is a Christmas Carol, and this is the Jim Carrey version. The animated one, two thousand and nine. Okay. Animated. It was cool. It was okay. It's I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Jim Carrey's just too over the top for me. Oh yeah. You
0: know, like it's cool that he did like every character in that. For the most part that was great. Cool. Cool. Like yeah. in the way they had him, like it looked like him, but it was like a different character.
1: Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Number 16, you're gonna love this. Okay, you're gonna be mad that it's 16, but it's it's still good. Jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> Arnold. A no. no, father t- <laughs> vows to get his son a turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. The ground. <laughs> <laughs> Toboman, Toboman. That's 1996. That's a good movie. It was a good
0: I movie. actually really I thought that was a great movie. Okay.
1: Uh number 15, I've never heard of this or seen it. It's called Noel, 2019. It stars Anna Kendrick, Shirley MacLaine, Bill Hader, and Kingsley Ben I Adair, Adair. That's Hader. like that's a ton of huge it's actors. A 6.3. Uh, it says Santa's daughter must take over the family business when her father retires and her brother, who is supposed to inherit
0: the Santa role, gets crazy. I've seen this.
1: So um, Bill Hader is the brother.
0: Yeah. Um, Anna and Kendrick's the daughter. Anna Kendrick is the chick from that, that really fucking horrible movie with the, the girls that sing, right? <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called?
1: Are you an Anna Kendrick Pitch person? Harmony. I'm not. I don't harmony, find her perfect attractive harmony, at all.
0: Perfect Harmony. Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Pitch
1: Perfect. ha. <laughs> I got it. Do Who? you find her attractive at all? Um, I know a lot of people do. I don't.
0: I, I just don't see it. I'm married, my friend. I find one person attractive in this world. Okay. Good answer. Yes. Is that your Christmas gift to her? Yes. It are you gonna make her listen? I love you, honey. Boobs. Because <laughs> I know it. she
1: hates Stop it. it. Damn it. <laughs> Number fourteen. Any idea? If that. I'm was surprised 15... it's this far down the list. <sighs> I thought it would be higher it it's it's and a lot of people are a lot of our listeners love this a lot of people in my family love it die hard my girlfriend it's like her favorite the nightmare before christmas oh okay that's a good one which is a Tim That's Burton cool. movie, which I think we're going to do a Tim Burton Yeah, Tim bio. Burton's coming up.
0: Yeah, we're going to be doing Tim Burton.
1: So if you don't know what this is, fuck you, you're dumb. Yeah, bye. Uh, next one. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> 13 is called White Christmas from 1954. It says it's a comedy musical romance. I'm Bean Crosby. Dreaming of a wine. Danny Kaye.
0: Rosemary Cooney. Cooney actually love this movie. To be honest with you, never seen it. It's fantastic. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, the premise of it is they get snowed in. Okay, and um, they basically they're snowed in. At a it says free... they're, they're sa- to save the failing
1: Vermont Inn of their former commanding general, sister act and team. It's a da- oh, it's a dance team. Yeah, it's like oh, a tell- team? yeah Danny Kay and um, okay yeah. Well, anyways, it's a seven point six, is which is actually pretty high. It's a great movie. It
0: really is, but it's it's great for that time period 54 yeah it's like yeah. a musical and shit so it's great though yeah do you watch it with your aunt no really yeah she doesn't like to watch stuff with me okay
1: uh number 12 is the santa claus 2 not the first one but the second one and that is tim allen i'm sure you've all, all you guys have seen the
0: santa claus this is the second one is this the one we're fucking uh, where they bring in uh that the fucking what's his name uh martin uh short no he's not in this one. Oh, that's the third one right
1: Probably, yeah, he's Mr. Frost or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jack Frost or... Yeah, okay, so that was number two. Number 11, and John is gonna be very pissed that this is number 11, is our beloved Scrooged with Bill Murray, 1988.
0: That's fucking horseshit. 11? Yeah, number 11. Get the fuck
1: out of here. It's got a 7.0. If you haven't seen Scrooged, please watch it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Bill Murray is a fucking national treasure, all right? And it's basically his version of The Christmas Carol. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's absolutely really great. It's fucking it's hilarious. It's, it's it's quick-witted. It's just awesome. Number 10 is The Polar Express 2004 the animated. Uh, Tom mean, it,
0: Hanks does the voice of it's the It's okay. Engineer. Yeah, I, I, I never bothered
1: with it. I know my kids have seen it but I just didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, but it's it you on. know
0: that's the thing though with that. So it's an animated <clears> one <throat> um Polar Express or whatever and like my kids are like, "Yeah, it's cool." But they don't care if they ever see it again. Yeah. It and wasn't I mean, like a Pixar where it's got like a replay about yeah you too. right right right. i mean so. it was
1: it was all right i wouldn't whatever so that was number 10 that was number 10 number right. nine is number
0: it, nine it's a wonderful life
1: good movie we actually just watched that the other night it's um, kind of fucked up 8.6 yeah. po- 8. of course it is
0: every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings yeah and that
1: was 1946 uh james stewart donna reed lionel barrymore and thomas mitchell it's, yeah jimmy stewart right Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah, the, like John said, he said the famous line from it. You, you've probably seen it. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's a good movie. Number eight. I can't believe this beats Scrooge. Home Alone 2 lost in New York. Get the fuck out of here. What? 1992. One year after Kevin McAllister was left home alone, he travels to New York. stranded in New York. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hence That's what I Macaulay say to them. Fuckers. And this is really disappointing to me. This should be number one. Right. And it's number seven, and it is Die Hard.
0: Die Hard is number seven?
1: Number seven, all 1988. Right. So there is a theme in my house, which everybody rolls their eyes about, and I watch it every Christmas Eve. I don't give a fuck who is in my house or what's going on. I watch Die Hard
0: every Christmas We Eve. watched my we, tradition. We've literally just started watching. See, my tradition is, uh, ooh, I know what's coming up. All right. All right. I know what's coming up. Uh, we started watching not Die Hard recently because my wife's never seen yeah. them. So she's watched one, two, and three so far. Nice. That means we just watched Sam Jackson. Vengeance.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Such a great movie. That was, that was that was better than two and three in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But that was three. Oh, it was three? Yeah. Okay. So number six is The Grinch and that's a 2018. That's the animated. Well, it's not animated but it's kind of uh, what would you call it? It's like fucking makeup. Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. By the way, this movie, The Grinch, like beat all these ones. It made 270 million dollars. <laughs> it's a lot that's of that's money. A lot of I got dough. that Jim, Cur- Jim Curry, Jim Carrey money. Okay, number five is the Santa Claus, the first one. Wow. With Tim Allen,
0: 1994. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna pause you real fast. Yeah. So yes, I'm sure everyone's seen that But if uh, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation isn't in, in, within this next like top four, <laughs> the 9DV lies. We're out. fucking done.
1: By the way, that last Grinch I talked about was mm. Benedict Cumberbatch. That wasn't the Jim Carrey one. Oh, wait, wait, what? Yeah, apparently in 2018 there was a a Grinch, an animated Grinch. Oh, that is an animated one. That's
0: the Pixar one. Uh, not Pixar. Um, it's not Pixar. Who who does that? It's uh the the uh, the see it doesn't tell you who the reanimation one or whatever it's called. Isn't the, the same ones who did, um um who are the little, the Minions? Isn't that the same oh, company? Oh, Despicable Me's? Yeah. What is that company called? That's not Pixar. It's... Uh, Illumination. Something. What is it? Yeah, I know what I you're I think it's about. Illumination
1: Studios, isn't it? Yeah. So anyways, that was 2018. Now, spoiler, number four is the Jim Carrey Grinch. Okay. Well, that And that was sense. from 2000. And that one grossed $260 million. Of course it did. And if you haven't seen that, it's actually a pretty good movie. I thought it was a good adaptation of Doctor. Yeah, it Seuss, was cool. You know, yeah.
0: My daughter's been watching it every night, but when she goes to bed, yeah, that's what she does. All right, number it th- is Illumination Studios. Yes. Okay, number two, we're getting down. To, oh,
1: I'm sorry, number three, we're getting down to the wire here. All right, what do you think number three is? You had to guess.
0: Dang, of all time Christmas movies, all time shit. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No, because it's number one. All right, go ahead. What is it? with Will Ferrell. Okay.
1: 2003. It's fun, man. It's a campy movie. Yeah, a lot of
0: people hate on Will Ferrell, but I think he's fucking... I don't know. He's funny. I mean, he's not like, you know, oh my God, he's the greatest, but he's pretty fucking funny.
1: He's got a 7.0. Not bad. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, so it was a good movie. Number two is... Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon.
0: Oh, at least it's number two. I'll it take that. It is number that. two. I will take and that, that.
1: This is a, a classic. If you haven't seen this, you're stupid. Chevy Chase, man. <laughs> it's absolutely one of the... 7.6. It's because it's IMDb. fucking amazing. It it's probably the movie. only
0: National Lampoon's movie that ever did anything. Only, well, Regular Vacation was cool. Only made $71 million. Yeah. It's just a it's a cult classic. It is. It really so is. so good. God,
1: I'm going to watch that tonight. And number one, can you guess beat out that oh
0: boy um also
1: made the most money out of this entire list by the way too
0: oh shit that helps me hold on i'm thinking i'm thinking it is not the ewoks christmas special from the (laughs) 70s it's not that (laughs) which is awesome star wars
1: creepy you ever see the star wars one that's what i'm talking about oh yeah it's fucked up the ewoks are like grabbing the little boy and they're like. <laughs> um I don't know what's whoa, number one like what is this yeah. what's going on <laughs> Number one, <laughs> number one is Home Alone, the original, nineteen ninety-seven point six on IMDb. This eh. is Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, yeah, uh, Daniel Stern. This great, is a great movie. This is uh, this is that movie where Joe Pesci was I'll like,
0: "Let me get your fucking shine box. Exactly, right.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's a Macaulay Culkin, right? So he was and like, then Michael was there. He's like, "The Macaulay Alone. <laughs> he he, it's not your problem, Macaulay." <laughs> And that movie grossed $285 million. What do you think Macaulay did with all that money? you think he, like, went to a strip club and just blew it all in, like, a weekend? I hope so. <laughs> that's why he looks as rough as he does Yeah, now. I hope he does. I hope that's, I hope that's why he, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. So there is your Christmas gift, Yay! listeners. Now you know what presents to buy. You know what gift cards to get. And now you know what movies to put on for your holiday coming up. It'd be at the end of this week by the time you Absolutely. Hear
0: this. When you're listening to this, you're gonna be getting ready for Christmas right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, enemy passengers, listen, we hope you really enjoyed your ride with us on the Dozier School for Boys. I know it's a little bit darker than we normally get into, but we said we wanted to start bringing some dark shit out. And why not do it for Christmas? That's our gift to you. We want you to be so disturbed that you're like, fucking hell. Yeah, let the kids listen. Yeah. They'll straighten them up. Maybe. Be like, listen, if you don't fucking pay attention and fucking fuck Santa, it's Dozier. That's right. You don't want me to send you to Dozier, little shit. Anyway, we want to thank you guys for listening. We hope you really enjoyed it. Next week, for New next, Year's. Next week. Oh next week for New God. Year's. You mean this shit year is finally gonna be over? It's it's coming to a close. we'll see what happens. But we're actually gonna be talking about the Hatfield and McCoy's New Year's Eve massacre. No why? Or New Year's massacre. No, why? <laughs> swear. Why? I swear. And there's going to be an awful lot of Yeah, we're talking cowboys and yeah. like duels and stuff like well, that. Well, I wouldn't like call them cowboys. just <laughs> punks, get off my lawn. It's more like, what do y'all doing out there, man? I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. Are you a McCoy? Are we? Get the fuck off my lawn. All right, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what we're going to be doing for our New Year's uh, episode. And uh, listen, make sure to guys stop over to our official website, TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com. At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise at our store. And, uh, you know, we're the new Fecal Fighters are going to be popping up here. Fecal Fighters! Fecal Fighters t-shirts, which are, you know, our line of shit-eating robot t-shirts, which will be coming out soon. And this is a promise from me to you, I swear. Probably going to be in the first of the year, but we'll we'll be getting them up there. And listeners... We don't need Silicon Valley. We just do it here. That's right. I mean, we're like the best startup you
1: could ever think of. Absolutely. If you guys want to invest your money... You'd be wise to. That's absolutely right. This is
0: the way to get on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. And listeners keep asking how they can keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you guys like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and clicking on that Patreon button or at Patreon.com forward slash the midnight podcast. For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of sweet shit. But most importantly is the bonus episodes because you're not going to get them anywhere else. So if you're a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is for you. Let me
1: ask you this. Mm. If I were new to Patreon, could I go back and listen to all the bonus episodes ever
0: posted? Yep, they're all there. Oh, wow, what a deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a shit ton of episodes over there, too. I should sign up.
1: (laughs) Maybe you should. I love to hear myself.
0: (laughs) maybe you should (laughs) for those of you that would rather just leave a one-time donation because you're like you know what i really 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 enjoy these guys but i do have commitment issues then listen just go over to paypal send us whatever you want to send send 20 cents send 20 cents and just say this
1: is how much is enough on the shelf because can we have somebody donate that so we can get moody back to not have to be moody on tootie i'm moody on a tootie yeah
0: on his duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta come up with some money for that, folks. It's I don't know. It's gotta be
1: what, like five ninety nine at this point. I think Elf on the shelf not sure on Amazon. Never did that. I'm He's, old. My kids How do you think he what if he has to go to the bathroom? Do you think like he makes the wife take the kids out of the room and then he Oh and he jumps yeah.
0: down real quick and runs to the bathroom, <laughs> pees, Maybe. The, and then goes and sits back up, you know? See, back in my day when my kids were small, it was just dad drunk on a couch. Oh yeah, totally different thing that's a christmas miracle it is it is it's a miracle i woke up the next day yeah so but anyway go over to uh, the paypal and drop us whatever you want for the uh, at the midnight train podcast at gmail.com just use that email address honestly any little bit helps and it does it really helps to just do the things that we're doing also you can easily like subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform and most importantly this is the biggest part jeff They have to share. They got to let people know. Word of mouth. Sharing is caring. Word of mouth is all. That's it, man. Let people know. Hey, how you doing? Someone's like, man, I'm having a bad day. You can be like, dude, you know what would really help you? Like this this podcast called the Midnight Dream Podcast. Yeah.
1: What I would do is, you know, when you go to Zoom your parents on Christmas, because that's what most of you guys are going to be doing. As soon as the Zoom call comes up in your family, like, you know, you got like 30 windows up. It's your whole extended family as soon as it pops up, I'd be like, hey, everyone, shut the fuck up. You should go listen to the Midnight Train podcast and then hit escape, like close out the Zoom. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck happened? What just happened? What's the Midnight Train? And everybody looks it up and boom, they're hooked. That's what I would do. So if you guys could do
0: that, Please do so, and and that is word of advice from from uh, Jeff, market, marketing genius, marketing genius, yeah, absolutely, fucking genius. <laughs> well, as a man, you're just passing it around. How so we're gonna keep getting, doing what we do here? So we can't thank you all enough for all the love and support we have received. You passengers really do keep the train moving. Yes, thank you so much for listening. So a big fucking happy motherfucking. Holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever. Shout out to Sonica. Remember, that's our new Zonica. holiday. To happy Sonica. Yes. To Lacey, Mikey, Ben, John, Nate, Tess, Heidi, Kaylin, Kevin, Samantha, Matt, Diana, Christopher, Jacqueline, Katie, Michaela, Ramsey, Tamar, Tommy, Speakerbox, the Sister Skeleton. Please make sure you go check out the Sister Skeleton podcast. Yes. Wherever Tell you, you want listen to
1: podcasts. You want that Walmart
0: segment. That's right. And yeah, vote for the Walmart segment. Yeah, that's a go. genius idea. I wish I would have thought of that. Well, that's a good one. Riley, Diana, uh, or Diane, Alina, Stephanie, Julie, Laura, Cynthia, Kirsten, Dawn, Nicola, Caitlin, Chanel, Alex, Anne, son of Vasco, if, uh, Alicia, Frandapai, Danny, Melissa, Grace, Stormy, Eva, Melissa, Wayne, Victoria, Hager, Sean, Samantha, Chainsaw. What? <laughs> Jigsaw, Bill, Son, Colin, Todd, David Vallow, Juan, Belen, Ken and Brad at Voodoo Vodka, Stripper Kevin, Katie Barabinick, Davey, our Mexican Valto, and a very special thank you to our superhero fucking amazing Patreon producers, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Funbox podcast, Christina Skelton, Maria Gibbs, Jessica Bartlemy and Bill Birch. you want your name to be mentioned on the show please just sign up over at our website it's absolutely free we're not asking for any money there and we'll talk about your name or whatever and if you want to be like the last the like creme de la creme the fucking just just coolest people on fucking earth yeah sign up and become a uh, a patreon you don't even
1: need a leather jacket like you're just that cool you don't even need it (laughs) hey
0: i see you got a lunchbox (laughs) what's in there Stay safe out there. Stay socially distanced. Do whatever it is you guys have to do. Have a great holiday. And most importantly, choo choo, motherfuckers! I go home and get your fucking shine hand, box. I go home and get your fucking shine box. All the expensive things you can ever want. To sleep now, all of you. He's such a pure boy, Handy. Hand, 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 handy is drafty in here. Handy, hand, 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 Handy. I have no doubt. I'd give him a nice big piece of my mind. You shall have all the pretty little iPads. Wow, Handy. I go home and get your fucking shine box. It is drafty in here. I go home and get I go home and get I go I go home and get I go home and get your fucking shine box. I have Wow